0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Honest Property Investment podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder of NC Real Estate, which is my firm surveyors which helps landlords and property investors build mixed-use and commercial property portfolios that completely align with their goals. If you want to find out more, head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk. So Before we start this week, I have some very exciting announcements. Number one, NC Real Estate is hiring. We're hiring. We are looking for an asset management surveyor and we're also looking for a graduate surveyor. Um, And if you think that you would fit either of those roles, we have some beautiful benefits on offer. Uh, With NC Real Estate, it's completely flexible working apart from one mandatory meeting a week. Um, It's 25 days holiday per annum. Uh, Plus we're closed between the 23rd of December and the 2nd of January each year. We've got amazing uh, pension benefits. Uh, We've got good maternity and paternity benefits. And really at NCRE, we value our team as a community. We work together to make this business an awesome place to be. With an Asset Management Surveyor, we're looking for you to be qualified, uh, so have your MRICS. However, with a Graduate Surveyor, you do not have to be qualified. We will put you through your APC. So if either of those positions sound like something you want to find out more about, please email me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk, and I will send you the full job description, and then you can send in your application for that. Very excited to be hiring at the moment. Uh, It's a great sign that business is going in the way that we want it to, and my team and I cannot wait to welcome more awesome surveyors into our fold. So again, if that's of interest to you, make sure that you email me. Secondly, on the 23rd of August at 7pm UK time, I am hosting a webinar called How to Supercharge Your Portfolio Through Buying Commercial Property Without Jumping on the Commercial to Residential Conversion and Bandwagon. So we're going to cover which commercial property you should be buying right now to generate an income plus create an uplift in value i'm going to go through the best strategy to find the right commercial property so you can start searching immediately how to make sure you find the perfect commercial tenant in any market we explain what we would offer and what our maximum price would be how to use commercial leases strategically to make commercial property an armchair investment, and finally, why 2022 is the year you are able to buy high-yielding income producing commercial property. So if you want to come and join me, come to ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash August 2022. I will put the link in the show notes. You can come and join me for that webinar. I'd be so excited to see you there. So those are my announcements. I hope that either you want to come and apply for a job with us, or you wanna come and listen to the webinar. Either way, I'm excited to hear from you. So do reach out if either of those are of interest. So today I wanted to start by saying that I am having 24 hours of pure annoyance from within my property portfolio. Pure annoyance, like ragey annoyance. Um, To the extent that one of them is really freaking embarrassing for me, like super embarrassing team. I can't believe it's even happening. But there has been a leak going on in one of my properties, the top floor flat of a building for about a year. And I have been in contact with the managing agents on behalf of the freeholder a lot. But In between that happening, I have had a baby and so I have dropped off with the chasing and my managing agent for the flat has taken over. Yes, I do outsource that one, mainly because I love Violet and she is such a good residential managing agent. She is worth her weight in gold and she absolutely goes for these freeholder managing agents. But they have done nothing for the past 12 months nothing like they constantly lie to me about the fact that things are happening and in all seriousness i was hoping it would be finished but the ceiling has come through of the common parts there my flat is leaking like a sieve and the tenants want to stop paying rent they want to go to the council bloody hell i don't want tenants going to the council because I like to pride myself as being a surveyor that gets things done. And I have been asking these managing agents to do something. And they said that if I got up there and touched the roof, then they would be coming after me. Well, then my hands are bloody tied, aren't they? Um, Yesterday, I just lost the plot. I was like, look, it's really easy to sort this sort of thing, especially if you've got insurance in place. All you have to do is at the point that I tell you there's a leak and I send you photographs and I send you videos and I tell you the time and date that that's gonna happen just take it to the building insurance just go to them I'd like to start a claim and they will go okay brilliant let's start a claim because that's what they you are paying them to do and then you send out a contractor to stop the leak to stop it from getting any worse the insurers aren't gonna have any problem with that because you know, you're making sure that you're containing the damage so they don't have to pay out more. And then you get some quotes to repair all the damage and you put it through the insurance, right? What am I missing from that? How has that taken a year and still nothing's been done? I read the Riot Act and I did the thing, which I hate, doing. I've been a managing agent for the past 13 years and I know how to do it and this is how we would do it as my team and you're stopping me and you're making me look like an absolute fool. You're making my tenants suffer and it's embarrassing that you guys consider yourself surveyors because you're not acting like surveyors. You obviously don't care and I lost my mind. Yeah, Natasha Collins who likes to try and be chill was not chill anymore. I'm not chill. So, I think I'm just going to have to buy the freehold, that's that, I would, I was debating it overnight. I was like, okay, I can now go after them and buy solicitors. I'm definitely going through the property ombudsman, but actually I am just chucking good money after bad. Why not just buy the freehold at this point? It's going to take months. It's going to be a schlep, you know, all these things that are just going to be a nightmare. I'd rather do that at this point and have a dry flat and not have holes in the common part ceilings and not have squelchy carpets and not have water stains running down a wall because for the love of God, if you are a property manager and property manager is what it says on your title, why the hell would you not manage the property? I don't understand it. I can't understand it. If that is, if that is your job role, why wouldn't you just do your job? rather than have another surveyor coming after you trying to get you struck off because that's how mad I am. So there we have it. That's what's been irking me there. And then our property in Charleston, we didn't get a payout for last month's rent. And that's because the tenants didn't, the tenants did pay rent, but the property management company didn't send the rent across. And so I had to lose my mind at that as well. What is going on? Why is everybody being shoddy this week? So yeah, that's been my stresses. (laughs) And I try not to lose my cool over these things, but sometimes when it's your job to just do these things as standard, please just do them. If you have a job description, you've entered into a contract, just do your job. So yeah, that's my rant on that. I went for a four mile walk this morning and by the end of it, I'd kind of resolved myself that I was gonna do something for the benefit of me. Um, And I was looking to buy a different commercial property, but I actually think I'm probably gonna have to pull that money and put all that money into buying the freehold of this property, not the end of the world. (sighs) I just didn't wanna do it so soon because it's gonna be expensive and it's gonna take up all my time. And I wanted to buy some more income-generating assets so that I could afford to do it in the future, but no, we have to do it now for, this, for my own sanity. I'm doing it now for my own sanity, folks. That's a decision that I've made. <laughs> oh, see, I even get fed up with property. Property is not for the faint-hearted. The things that I expect to happen should just happen, right, surely, but no. Yeah doesn't ever happen like that. That is when you're dealing with people who do not care about their jobs. So there we have it. Okay, I'm not ranting about that any anymore. Um, today, I really wanted to come and start at the beginning with commercial property, because I've had a lot of questions about, hey, Natasha, how would you just get started with this stuff? You know, I wanna buy a commercial property. Brilliant, well done. It's great that you wanna buy a commercial property, well, how do I, if I don't have the time, how do I even get started? Well, first of all, the timing thing is a mindset shift, unfortunately. Um, And I know you're probably thinking that's woo-woo and what have you, but it really is. Um, uh, For example, a couple of weeks ago, I decided that I had to shift my bum a bit more, so (laughs) I had to basically get exercising a little bit more, so I upped my morning walks from a mile and a half to four miles. Did I think I had the time to do it? No, I didn't. But am I doing it? Yes, I'm doing it, because I made up my mind that I wanted to feel a bit healthier now that I'm six months postpartum. I'm doing that, I'm slotting that into my diary. The same as... Um, I've wanted to take on more clients recently because we're expanding NC real estate but as you know we're also hiring so I need time to um, train and I had to make the difficult decision that this month Harry goes to daycare four days a week instead of two and a half so it means that I'm pretty much going back to work full time but I had to make that decision because it's something that will move us forward in life and I finish um, mid afternoon so I can go and get him early and then we can hang out and then we have the long weekend together. So we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I make that an absolute priority. But I've had to make that decision to shift things around so that I can do the things that I want to do. Growing my business is really important because ultimately that's going to pay for his lifestyle. And I also want to spend time with him. But what I was finding was I had him at the most important times of the day where I could be on, where I needed to be on phone calls and deals were going through and we had to do X, Y, and Z. And I was just feeling really conflicted about both. There is no right balance here. There is no right balance here. So my husband and I sat down and had a bit of a chat about it and felt that if we could get him into daycare at least in the mornings until the middle of the afternoon, I could get everything that I needed done and then I could hang out with harry and do what we used to do go swimming go to the splash pads go to the local museum or the aquarium or whatever it is you know or even just go and hang out with our friends at happy hour whatever that is i could then do it after i'd felt like i'd succeeded in doing a day's work so that for me was really important so i had to maneuver things around buying investment properties is really important to me you know continuing my investments so Today, for example, I'm recording this on a Thursday afternoon. We're actually flying to Florida this afternoon um, because Chris works for the West Indies cricket team and they have been on our case about coming and seeing them uh, play and they're playing in Fort Lauderdale for the T20 this weekend. Um, And so I shifted everything back an hour so that we could get on the flight today, this afternoon. Um, So I'm finishing work an hour early But before I did this podcast, my priority was that I had to go and pay for a valuation for a property that I wanted to remortgage. I had to. I'd been putting it off. Um, The same as yesterday, I'd been putting off, like, filling out the mortgage application for it. And I maneuvered it up to the top of my goals list. Not that I don't have a million other things that I need to be doing. I always do. But I had to make it as part of my priority, so it's done. The valuation will happen, hopefully I can get some more money out of that property and it'll probably just get lost in paying the freehold of this damn property. But it's important to me to do that. The same as sorting out my SAS, really important. Um, because that's creating generational wealth for my family, you know, so I can put assets in there that are for Harry. So I have been bidding on smaller assets, which I will tell you about at some point, um, that would make really good assets, right? And so I have to carve out time in my day And because I don't work on UK time. I work 3pm to 10pm UK time. So central time, I'm Uh, 9pm to 3pm, that means that I have to, if I want to get in contact with anybody in the UK, I have to phone them early. So I have to make that time to do that. So when we're thinking about commercial property, I know it sounds like a really big thing, but you have to carve out the time in your day to do these things. And if, if it's a priority to you and something that you really want to do, how can you shift that around or just put it higher up in your to-do list? That's really, really, really important. So if you have then can even just carve out 15 minutes to get started, I think that's a really good place. You first need to have a look at how much money you've actually got to spend on this. Because it's important, if this is your first commercial property, or maybe the only commercial property that you've got time for, you should have some money to put into it, right? Because this is you learning about it. So traditionally, we need um, a 30% deposit if we're buying in a limited company or our own name. If you are buying in your SaaS, then you need at least a 50% deposit. Um, actually, you don't need a 50% deposit. That's a lie. What you you can only borrow up to 50% of your full SAS value. So whatever your SAS value is, cut that in half. That's the maximum borrowing you've got. Um, So let's take it that everybody's borrowing 70%. So times, just multiply to get to the rough value of how much you can spend on the property, multiply it, by three, however much deposit you've got, multiply it by three, because that will be roughly how much the maximum you can pay for the property is. Because you might be saying to me, well, if I times 30 by three, that's 90. Yeah, but we've got to be saving stuff for solicitors and stamp duty and all the nuts and bolts that go around buying commercial property you don't want to bankrupt yourself right so whatever you've got times it by three there you go that's the amount that you can afford to spend on a commercial property easy you see at this point in time we have even made a budget of what we have got then people next say to me natasha but i don't know what i want to Buy or I don't know what commercial property I should be buying, and okay, fine. If you don't know what commercial property you should be buying, that's okay. Um, let's start with area, <laughs> because I always think that area is the thing that gets people uh, confused a little bit. It really doesn't matter with commercial property what area you buy in. I'm, if I'm honest, um, you can buy two hundred thousand pound properties in London. I mean, they're not going to be huge. They're not going to be creating a huge amount of money. But uh, the income stream from a property is what creates the value. It's very different from residential, very, very different. So in all areas, you can buy property at different, um, at different price points, right? So from there, um, I just want you to think about what areas would you be comfortable investing in? For me at the moment, it's really close to home um, in the UK. So anywhere in the West country. So we're talking Bath, Bristol, the Cotswolds, up to Gloucester and probably as far out as Chippenham and Sirencester. That's kind of my, um, that's my area at the moment, just because it's really easy for me to get someone out there to have a look at it. Obviously, I've invested in North Devon, I've invested elsewhere, got investments in London. You know, I'm not opposed to investing um, in other places, but just I just want to make it really easy for myself because I've really got the time to be focusing a lot on it. So, there's my investment area. I made a decision, right? I want you to do the same. If you think there's somewhere that you really know, for example, your home, your hometown or maybe there's somewhere that you just really like. Let's just start there. Why do you like it? There must be a reason why you like it. And if you like it for that reason, businesses must want to go there as well. And it could be office tenants. They could be retail tenants. They could be whatever type of tenants you want. It really doesn't matter at this point. Then what I want you to do is I want you to go to Rightmove and Riella and I want you to uh, create a search for properties in the area that you've chosen. And of course, if you have a look at my area that I've chosen, it's quite a big area. So, you know, you do you, but use the map to create the circ- circumference around the area that you're in um, so that the properties can be sent to you. And then your maximum purchase price will be uh whatever purchase price you set when you did your deposit amount times three plus 50 grand add 50 grand on that because there's always room for negotiation there you go that's your maximum price budget click set Say you want daily reminders on that brilliant there we go every day you're going to be sent reminders into your inbox. It is not going to be a huge amount. It is probably going to be a small amount, you know, three or four into your inbox. Um, That's great because that's manageable amount to look at. And then where would I start as a property investor when they're coming into my inbox? Well, for me, I don't care about the vacant properties. Um, I like there to be an income coming in from the property. And so I would look at those in more detail. That would be for me. So regardless of whether it's an office, industrial, uh, retail, I just look at the income. And as long as the income is roughly between a 7 or 8% or higher gross yield, so remember if you're doing gross yield and say uh, the property has got a £25,000 income, and it costs 300,000 you do 25,000 divided by 300,000 and that gives you your gross yield so that one would be 8.33%. There we go. Tick. Now I would look further into it. That is how I would start. That is exactly how I would start. If I had 15 minutes a day, that is where I would start. And that way you can get rid of the stuff that you don't really know about. You know, there's not an income coming in. Okay, it's probably gonna be hard to get lending on if this is my first commercial property. And remember, I'm talking about this being my first commercial property. I'm not talking about you experienced investors. And this kind of sorts out what's coming into your inbox and gives you a list of properties that could work. Once you found the property that could work, the next step, Email the agent, say you're interested. Please, can you send me more details about the property? Could you tell me about the tenant? Could you tell me if there's any rent arrears on this? Uh, Is it still available on the market? Are there any offers on it? You know, that kind of thing. Get them to send you stuff back and register your interest in it. That then gives you a little bit of time to go through and do a deal analysis. And it only takes a couple of minutes. Literally, I've sat here and done that with a calculator, and a pen and a notepad. That's all you need. But that is how I would start with 15 minutes a day, and then you can build out from there. Now, in the Members Club, we teach you how to do the deal analysis in detail. We spend hours on that a week. Uh, You can bring it to our deal analysis masterclasses where we'll do the deal analysis for you um, and go through everything and have a look and see what we should offer on it. Um, but we also give you the resources so that you can do it yourself and you can get all the comparable evidence and data. That's what the Members Club is for. But hopefully this has helped you in starting to go out there and look at commercial property. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.